0: Hey bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, besties. Amanda Ygoa here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. Today, I want to welcome Shannon Rock, otherwise known as the Weedium, residing in Los Angeles, California, Cali Girl. Shannon is a music industry exec that also happens to be a weed-puffing, evidential psychic medium, and spiritual guide. Shannon, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to speak with you.
1: How you doing, girlfriend? I'm good. I'm good. I just got back from Mexico and I'm like trying to, you know, get back in the grind and it's it's good to be back. It's really good yeah. to be back. And thank you for having me. This is crazy because, you know, we go back to like clubhouse days. It's not. Right?
0: Nice. Nice. I know. It's it's crazy how things come full circle and you know, people just link back up and I've been seeing that in my life a lot. So I love it. I truly lived vicariously through your Instagram pictures. Of your trip to Mexico looked amazing. I've been dying, dying. Well, I've been living, I should say, to go um, back to Mexico. I love it there so much. It's so beautiful.
1: It was. That's it was fun. hot. It was yeah. hot. You know, we left here, and I think it was hot when we left here. But when you get there, it, or it was cooler. I think it started cooling down right when I left here. And as soon as we got there, it's, I forget, I felt like I was back in Texas cause I'm from Texas. So the humidity hits you and I'm like, oh man, I do have curly hair. I was like, wow, <laughs> I haven't seen this in like 15 years. Oh, that's but, so cool. You know, it was fun. It was good. I think, I think it's important, you know, when you talk about, you know, just taking care of yourself and stuff, I think it's important to really reset every now and then. And that's something I don't do. It's very yeah. hard for me to step away and say, okay, I'm not going to work because I'm always working. You know, it's hard to relax. I'm I'm a Sagittarius, man. I can't sit still. But, you know, it was a good reset. So I'm glad to be back. So this is like the perfect start, you know, to hang with you. Yeah. So this is awesome. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, And you are my first guest on my show through the Limelight Network. So I'm super pumped. This that's is crazy.
1: Like, I know. Congrats. Thank you. Thank like, that's you. huge. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been an awesome ride. I'm just enjoying it. You know, I so get I just had a break this weekend too. And I totally agree. You know, you gotta give yourself that like reset. You gotta hit the reset button from time to time. Otherwise you're just get burnt out and then you're not gonna be any good no matter what it is that you do so true. You're right. Yeah. So let's, let's dive in because I want everyone to hear more about you. So tell the community a bit about yourself and, and your background.
1: Okay. Oh God, I don't even know where to start. It's like some crazy TV sitcom. You know, I, I was, it, my story is really weird. I was adopted at, I think like a, officially, I think I was two years old almost, but my birth mother died tragically in a car accident. She was 17. I was two months old. Uh, My birth father was, you know, he waived his rights to be a parent. He was like, yeah, not for me. He already had another daughter that was older than me that I now have a relationship with. So my aunt and uncle adopted me. My birth mother's sister adopted me and her husband. So I grew up kind of knowing that I was always different just because mm-hmm. they reminded me that you're special. You were adopted, you know, this was, you were a gift. and You know, all the things that parents tell kids growing up. And it, it was one of those things that was just kind of programmed in my head. So when people would ask me about my mom and dad, I don't know why would he, it would come up, but even at five, I would be like, oh, I'm adopted. And I remember people thought that was so weird, but to me it was so normal. Yeah. So I believe that my birth mother was connecting with me through you know other ways, since she wasn't physically here. I mean, I've been like this my entire life. It, it's it, people ask me when did this start? Man, it started with the day I was born, the day I was conceived. I don't know the day she she left. I don't know, but I know that music was one of the the journeys that got me here, and that's kind of my background. But you know, I I've been like this forever. I can't remember not being weird
0: yeah me too
1: <laughs> you know just not fitting in you know what i mean yeah, like, we yeah. Just were different we were different absolutely i can describe it yeah
0: yeah and i want to i want to rewind a bit because i know you mentioned like having that music background and you know you had mentioned that you are a former universal republic records artist and amy winehouse and you were label mates so i gotta hear the details on this because i love love Amy Winehouse, love her. So let me hear all about this.
1: It, it's so weird because, God, that this is a whole nother like show in itself. This is what's crazy. So <laughs> I I got signed when, when she, I think I got signed in 2008 or 2007. She had already had, I think Valerie, I think back to black, like she had blown up. So I'm walking into Universal in New York to sign my record deal. And she's walking in to go meet with the executives as well. Or she's walking out one, or, one way or the other. And I remember talking to her for a second and not really realizing who she was because I was in a totally different category. She was like pop, but very stylistically, very different. Mm-hmm. And I remember my manager saying, you know who that was, right? And I was like, no. And he's like, that's Amy Winehouse. And I remember going back and like looking and I wanted to at least acknowledge her, you know, and I remember I did. And I, I, I just assumed I would hang out with her again one day or see her. And then she was gone, you know, not I, like I have chills just talking about this, but it, it's so bizarre because, you know, I smoke a lot of weed and I don't even say, mm. I don't like to use the S word smoke. I like to say puff. I meditate. Yeah. And in my old place, before I moved into this house, right before the pandemic, Amy visited me. And, and, and I remember sitting in the bathroom on this little bench that I had, and I would take bong rips, and we had to puff in the bathroom because there was a window that, that my husband and I could blow it out of, you know, so it wouldn't stay in mm-hmm. the house. And I remember very specifically turning and seeing her, oh my God, I'm shaking, seeing her sitting in front of me and she was wearing this, the typical, the, the, the outfit that we would remember her with, it was this red scarf on her head. She was wearing a white wife beater, and she's wearing jeans and she was barefoot. And I remember hearing her talk and I'm thinking, I'm crazy. This is crazy. And I said, if this is really you and you're here, cause I know you're here, I'm talking to you. Give me something very specific that I can tell your, your family. And so she tells me about something about a candlestick or a candle holder or or wax or something, something about a candle breaking or something on a table. I can't remember the specifics of it. And then something about a dog. And I was like, dog is so generic. Like, that's so generic. I need something like specific. And she said, trust me, if you tell my dad the dog, he'll know what you mean. And I was like, okay, so I remember this. And I was like, well, how am I even going to find your family? This is bizarre because I always, I learned that, you know, if if I'm supposed to connect with someone, I always say, Spirit, if I'm supposed to help them, you have to bring them to me. I can't yeah. go seek out people. That's just not what I do. That's yeah. That's not legit. And sure enough, within 24 hours, I'm, you know, going down the rabbit hole of Instagram and all of a sudden, her dad, all this Amy Winehouse stuff pops up. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe it's because I said her name and then, like the phone heard me or something or you know, big brothers yeah. walk. I, mean, like, I don't Always. know. So I just kind of chalked it up to that. But then I was like, this is weird. And at that moment, I remember it was like two o'clock in the morning and I was by myself. And I said, Amy, if this is really you, I said, bring your dad to me. And all of a sudden I scrolled and her dad's page popped up, his personal Instagram page. And his name wow. And again, I'm shaking just talking about this because I can hear her in my ear right now. She's laughing. But <laughs> oh my God. And then I said, there has to be a way to contact him. How do I know if this is really his page? Like hit the, there was a, the, the contact button and it was like um, his email address and it was a Gmail. and I was like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way it's this easy. So I said, okay, Amy, if this is your dad again, thank you. I got through like door number one. Now I got to pass through door number two to see if this is legit. Cause at this time too, this was, I wasn't, I was still not, I don't want to say I was new and and speaking this out loud, but I was still kind of like, oh, well, there's a little bit of crazy in here somewhere. Like somewhere there's gotta be crazy mixed in with reality and truth and whatever any of this is until somebody validates me. So, you know, fast forward. I said, if this is if this is really your dad, you know, and and he believes in this, then I'm gonna email this email and he'll get back to me. Girl, he got back to me within like twenty-four hours. Oh my god, what'd he say? Yes, crazy. I still have the email conversations back and forth. And my email was something about, you know, you know, Amy and I were label mates. I I didn't really I didn't I never really got to know her, but I got to know her on the other side. And I explained to him the something, the candle situation, and I explained about the dog. Girl, he validated both of those, and he said his mom was also a spiritualist, so he grew up believing all of this stuff. Oh, wow. And just very significant things that he validated, and at that point, we'd exchanged numbers on WhatsApp, and, you know, I was like, well, if it's meant to be and we're meant to connect again, then we will, and... It was really just for amy to just confirm and it, i guess it had been her anniversary or something was coming up so it's always at a very specific time when this happens and it was uh again her dad the first thing he said in the email was i've been asking amy for a sign and i mean oh. man you can call it coincidence you can call it random people can think this is hokey woo woo stuff but I'm telling you, this is not this is not coincidence. This is not random. This yeah. is systemic, and there is a there is a connecting point for every single thing that happens in our life. Oh, it just gives me chills thinking about. It makes my eyes water. So, I know.
0: I have like chills right now listening to that story. And I, you know, I love that you were able to really like shift. So, like, was this happening as you were still in the record label, or like, you know, I'm curious what inspired you to pursue your current work of mediumship? Like, was there a pivotal moment or experience that led you to where you are today? Like, what made you make that actual shift?
1: I believe that that pivotal moment was August of 2017. Ah, mm-hmm. this, like, chokes me up. Well, I lost my grandmother. And, you know, for a long time, I had, like, guilt that I moved away and I didn't spend enough time mm-hmm. with her I held onto that for so long. And after she had had a stroke previously, it was just so uncomfortable for me when I would see her because it's like, I I didn't know her anymore. Yeah. So when she left at that point, I thought it was her coming through because I was scared. I was like, Granny, I don't want to see you, don't scare me because I was feeling something in this house that I was in. It Mm -hmm. wasn't my house, it was the house I was staying with, it was my cousin's um, ex's house. At that moment, there was some tension in the house. You know, just family drama stuff with, yeah. you know, it's not when somebody dies. It's just there's always something. I just felt really uneasy in that house. And all of a sudden, I saw my cousin's ex-husband who had, had left. He was a victim of suicide a couple of years before. And I saw him in my mind's eye. So when I say that, it's like I'm looking at you right now through a screen. It's like I see you and I can see but you're not physically there, but you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember seeing him, his name is Julian, and I remember seeing him step forward. And at that point I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm, that's like, why am I seeing him? This is so bizarre. So I never said anything until a year later. I knew at that point I said, I told my family, I said, grandpa's next. And he is on my mom's side. Granny was my dad's mother. And, So I called it September, 2018. I was back on a flight back. I was back in Dallas again to bury my grandfather. And I think that really is when I said, okay, I have a gift or something's weird because I ended up, I got to hold my grandfather until he took his last breath. And Mm -hmm. I know that was very, I know that that was what was meant to be because my birth mother his daughter, I know he carried a lot of guilt because she left home at like twelve or thirteen. She lived she just she was one of those kids that just I think she just had her own path and she was just misunderstood and you know, maybe maybe there was mental illness. I don't know. But yeah. I, I feel like, you know, the the religious Catholic Hispanic grandfather that I had was You know, if, if she's not going to live by my rules, then she's going to go live somewhere else. And I'm sure he probably carried a ton of guilt, you know, after the fact that when she got pregnant too, she out of wedlock
0: and Mm -hmm. she was
1: living with a man that was 28, eight years old and she was 16. I mean, that's crazy, but he couldn't control her. And I know that he carried a lot of that guilt. And I know that whenever he transitioned, she was the first person that met him and that was validated. So I think when he passed away, I, I spoke to my cousin when I said, listen, I saw your husband and this is what he said and they were very specific messages that they validated in real time that I knew nothing about because I didn't have a relationship with him. We would see yeah. each other on the holidays and I just, I think at that point, I realized, man, I said, spirit, if this is what I'm here to do and music was just like the catalyst because music is where all my readings really started because I'm in the industry. So I work with a lot of artists, producers, songwriters, you know, managers, labels. There's a, there's so much energy, you know, just alone with, with the dark and the light Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: it just made more sense because it fit my personality and, and just based on my history, these were people that that I could relate to. And I think at that moment in 2018, September 2018, as I, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to yeah. say, you know, screw it all. People don't want to, if people don't want to believe this is real, that's okay. I'm not here to convince anybody. I'm here to live my life and, and fulfill like my soul's purpose because now I truly believe that I, to get to this point I think you have to for for whatever whatever reason you have to suffer profound loss and I don't think that's just in this life I think that's in all of your lives I think this happens to be my last earthly life because I don't ever remember in any of my lives that I remember being this connected or ever mm-hmm. being able to talk to people on the other side but I woke up in a crib at one and a half years old seeing, A little boy in my room. So at that point, everything must have been turned on, you know. And and it was. It it continued to grow. So that that was really when everything changed. It's probably. Uh, now it's just everyday life. I don't. I don't turn it off. I'm always on call. I'm always yeah.
0: And you know, I love that you mentioned. You know, like just doing that and. Not caring what people think because I think sometimes, you know, for anyone who may be listening and who may be struggling to take that next step to do what it is that they really want to do for themselves, not only, you know, mediumship for anyone listening, you know, no matter what it is that they want to do, sometimes that struggle or setback is really caring what other people are going to think. Because it may be outside the box, it may be what your family's not used to doing, you know, like just some doing something different. But knowing that at the end of the day, you're always going to feel that loss and there will be nothing else that you can plug into that spot besides what is meant for you. So I I love that you brought that up because I think it's, it's really important to have that sense of fulfillment in your life.
1: I think people just have to get to the point where they truly just don't care what anybody yeah. thinks because when you get to that point it's it's the most liberating feeling because you start to also realize the energies that no longer align with yours start to dissipate. They don't they don't they don't level up with you because they're just not they're just not on your they're literally not on your level. They're not vibrating in your frequency. Yeah. And Spirit and the universe have to remove those energies that no longer align with us because it's dead weight and you have to just get to the point where you're okay. And if if you feel uncomfortable having conversations with certain people and you don't feel like you can share or be your authentic true self with certain people, that's because their energy disturbs your spirit and they're not supposed to be in your circle. And that's okay because you realize that. And I think that in itself is growth. And you can look back and say, you know what, people do come into our lives for a season and we have to expect that it's either a lesson for us to grow and learn from or it's it's a time or less or or a space that we're here to teach someone. And if you can go in without any expectations and just realize, okay, I may not know which one I'm here for until the very end, but I'll know that I served my purpose. And then you move on, and you can just let it go, and truly say, "Wow, I'm I'm starting to attract people that are just like me." And it's like, "Oh my God, where have you been all my life?"
0: Yeah, mind blowing. Dang, girl, you are bringing all the fire
1: <laughs> It's crazy, just like even how you and I connect. Like, yeah, right. It was always just so instant, and yeah. and I know that it was it was for something way bigger. Than anything that that we can even like see even zoomed out, you yeah. know. What I mean, this is just setting everything up for the big picture. Yeah, honestly, like, that's what I believe.
0: Yeah, and you know what's funny? Like you saying that, it, I have found that when I am in most alignment, you see those things that are happening for you s- with so much more clarity than when you're in that, you know, that fear mindset or kind of just like you know life's happening to me when you have that alignment and you're just like open and you are just ready to live your purpose and not care what anybody thinks and just push all the things that are in your way including yourself cuz sometimes we get in our own way right like when you push all that ish out of the way those things just become more clear and it's people that you've that have been around you all the time and you know like oh my gosh like look at this this has been happening the whole time and I haven't even been looking at it or like, you know, new people that come into your life and you just start connecting the dots and everything just starts happening so quickly. Sometimes you're like looking around like, is there cameras? Am I on like a show right now? Because this is like so surreal, how amazing the universe and everything works for you when you are open to that mindset of everything is happening for me. So, I yeah, I love that. I think that's amazing. And
1: I love that you believe that because you see it. Like, yeah. and I, my whole thing is if you can see it, it's already yours. It's just a matter of the universe. Like, the universe ha- is the time. There is no space and time. Okay, it's infinite. it's But here on Earth, there's space and time. Yeah. So even though we can see it, it's already happened. We just have to wait for the Earth time to catch up with it. And unfortunately, like, we're way ahead of the game. So it's just like, geez, it's like waiting on all the slow people, you know? And and, and yeah. that's part of our test too. It's teaching us patience because, you know, patience is a virtue. That stupid yeah. quote, but it's so true. And once you just say, you know what? All of this here is so insignificant. No, none of this matters. None mm-hmm. of this is real. Like what if all of this is us dreaming, And when we transition to that next place, that's when we're truly awake because the people that I see are not gone, girl, they are very much alive and they look the way they did at the happiest and the healthiest in their entire lives. And all they know is love and joy and light. Yeah. And I'm telling you this, this stuff, like you can't make it up. You can't make it up. You just have to get to a point in your life where you, you don't care what anybody thinks. I think that's, I think if that, there's a big message, it's like, just just find, find the part of you that just doesn't care because you know what? The people that you think care, they're so busy worrying about themselves. Trust me, they don't care. None of them care.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, I want to pivot a bit because I know... You know, with the name, The Weedium, you're all for that cannabis life. And I think it's honestly coming more into the mainstream. You know, I remember growing up, it was like, you know, very taboo and, oh, you know, you're on drugs. And, you know, but I I think it's really coming mainstream in terms of healing and helping people with certain ailments and, and mental disorders or be, just being in a season in their life where you just need that something especially women, you know, the things that women go through mentally, emotionally. So, you know, what do you feel has helped you? Does it help you in terms of like what you do professionally, you know, with your mediumship?
1: It's weird because it's just been a part of my life for the last 13 years. I was one of those people raised in a very Southern Baptist, strict, religious, right-wing conservative household. My parents were military officers and smoking, like, puffing the tweeds, smoking pot, you know, marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call it. That was like, oh my gosh, you're going to burn in hell, first of all. Second (laughs) of all, you know, you are, you're going to go to federal prison for the rest of your life and you're never going to get a job and you're never going to have a family and you're going to throw it all away. So my life was strictly fear. I lived in fear of everything. I lived under a rock my entire life. And when I finally got out to L.A. and met my husband, I before that, I was on every medication for anxiety, for depression. And I at that point, I was like, what am I depressed about, man? I have a great job. My life is good. But I think I, I just felt like I was so bored in yeah. life, so unfulfilled. And instead of really trying to get to the root of the issue... I I would see doctors that would just say, "Oh, just take this. I said I'm feeling like this and I just need to feel like this so I can get this done." And before you know it, you've got a bag full of meds and and you're you start taking them because you're bored. And that's when it becomes a real problem. Yeah. So I, when I met my husband, I, I said, I don't want to take any of this stuff anymore. I started weaning myself off of things that, you know, I was on antidepressants and for a lot of them for anxiety because I was having panic attacks. And a lot of this, again, not addressing the core of the issue, which was, I believe, started initially, I was in, in the middle of a robbery at a restaurant, you know, right after I'd signed a major record deal oh, wow. in Nashville, you know, and I, I had anxiety. Yeah. and i remember not not being able to go and put gas in my car by myself or i remember walking into target one day and all of a sudden i felt like this warmth like this heat really come up through my body and i was like i i gotta walk out i gotta go i can't stay in here because i, I feel like i'm gonna i'm gonna freak out and i couldn't get anything done and i was like what is wrong so finally i called my doctor i was driving down the road and hearing voices and i called her i was like i think you guys need to up my meds and she said uh i think you need to come in so i did and and again they just equated it to anxiety and put me on more meds so when i got out here i just said i'm just gonna quit cold turkey which is not a good idea yeah Uh, but i did and i started slowly like i started just replacing it with with cannabis and back then I was, I was working a day job. I was in radio and I was in marketing. So I was also, you know, I had, a, I had to be responsible and I still wasn't an avid user of cannabis. I, I would puff to go to sleep at night, you know, or at the end of the day, some people have a glass of wine. I would puff a couple joints and just yeah. enjoy time at home. And it became, I think the pandemic really is when everything changed. Actually, probably even after I had my daughter eight years ago. I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? It's part of my life. Coffee and weed, that's my life. Uh, That's Anxiety and depression medication. And it has just become a morning routine for me where I can clear my mind. And it's not even... People think, oh, you have to puff to- before you go into a reading or no, I, I, I puff just like you, like like somebody would drink a glass uh, of water right. or a cup of coffee. Like right. I, I go out in the morning before people wake up in the house and I have my coffee and I'll sit there and I'll just clear my mind and be grateful and just be present before everything gets crazy and I have to get my daughter ready for school. Mm-hmm. And then I go to work, but I, I'm constantly puffing throughout the day. I mean, I, gosh, if I had to add up my husband and I laugh, it's like, how much do we spend? That's like, I don't even want to know <laughs> my life. It's like groceries, man. It's like putting gas in, the car. You yeah. put gas in the car. You can't run, even though I can do this totally without anything. Again, it's just a life. It's, it's lifestyle for me.
0: Right. It's who you are. Yeah. 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 I, I love, love
1: it. That. I do believe it helps. I do believe it has made me a more calm person because I'm very type A. Mm-hmm. My husband begged to differ. He's like, no, you're still crazy. But at least I'm controlled crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know what? It doesn't really matter what they have to say about us.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, my honest Opinion. Exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> so I want to ask you, how do you stay inspired in your life and or work? I ask all my guests this. You know, are there any particular sources of inspiration that you turn to in order to stay inspired?
1: You know, you are one of them, honestly, girl. If you Aww. see me like stuck in your page, that's why. It's like because you know. you're just, you know, it, I think it goes back to surrounding yourself with people that lift you up and make you feel really good. Yeah. So I think my inspiration are, are, is really like my girls, like my women, my, my, my female empowerment is, is crazy and, and cliche as that sounds. Man, that's a big deal. Yeah, because we are the minority. If you, if we're just going to be real, especially yeah. like me in the music business, it's it's a very small percentage of us. So, uh, my production partner and I, she's a female, and it's like that's important to us just to really stand together and support the women around us. What in any in any endeavor in their life, whether it's creative or you know, it's it's outside of the creative industry, it it's whatever makes you happy. We know that we're all going to find each other. The people that are supposed to be with us on this journey will find us. We yeah. all find each other. We always do. And I just trust the process. I don't I don't try to justify what I know I'm supposed to do like I used to in the past. Now I yeah. just know. So it's really, I, I think it's my girls around me, my family, my husband every day. Yep. That's my inspiration.
0: My I daughter. love that. And I so agree with that because it's like when people ask me that, I'm like, I, I can't give them like a one person answer. I mean, yeah, like there's books I read and people I follow, but like I'm inspired by every single person that I interact with because for me, inspiration is like, okay, what can I take from that interaction with that person? Because there's something there for you, right? Like there's something there for you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had that interaction. You wouldn't have had that experience, you know? And sometimes it's, it's hard situations, you know? So it could be even people like I don't get along with. I still look at that as inspiration because there's something there for me to do within myself to work on myself, to grow and to keep moving forward. And you know, like you said, my my girlfriends, I just had a conversation earlier before this. I was telling them about this and I'm like, I'm so pumped, I'm so nervous. You know, um and and they were there for me and you know, I was like telling them about an event I had went to and I'm like, you know, I just love you guys so much. I'm so grateful you know, that I have them in my life, you know, like we've grown so much together and we've gone through like some bad things together, some good things together, but like we've all grown individually, but as a group and we just all inspire each other. So I, I'm like right there with you. Like it's even my husband, you know, like you grow with your husband, your children, like everything. So for me too, it's like everyone I'm around inspires me to some degree. I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's hard to put every put you know put it all in one box. I think, I yeah. think it's impossible, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, now is the the part that I think <laughs> whoever is waiting has been waiting oh, for. Oh so, I'm going to whoever's watching and listening, I'm going to have Shannon do what she does. So, I'll let you take the reins and and Shannon, you do what you do like you do, boo. Okay, and, girl. Um, whoever wants to come through for me, let them come through.
1: Okay. Well, I texted you this morning. Just to preface for everybody listening. I oh, yeah yeah. I had I had you know I texted you this morning to say hey um, I'm really excited. Um, Mm -hmm. I was nervous, I'm not going to lie, like my ears have been like ringing this whole time and my lights in front of me have been like flickering off and on, so I already know people are ready. And I started making notes at 8.45 a.m. on a a napkin because they were like, oh, I couldn't find paper and they're like, no, that'll work, just write on the napkin. So that's when I texted you, Uh right after that or right before that, but there were two people specifically that stepped forward that I mentioned to you. I said, "There's a, I, I, I remember saying, do you have the items for certain people that you want to visit us? And you said, yes, I do. Yeah. I said, okay, and I'm shaking right now again. Here we go. I said, there are two people specifically. It's a man and woman, and they walk through together. I said, does that make sense? And you said, yes. Mm-hmm. You knew exactly. You were like, yep, and you had a happy, like a laughing mm-hmm. emoji. You knew exactly who it was. Yeah. So I'm going to let those people come through because I can see them right here. And the crazy thing is, it's not crazy, but I don't know. You know who they are. Yeah. But sometimes the names that they give me are not necessarily them. They'll just start throwing out things to start putting the pieces together. So we're going to say, okay, we know this is mom's side. I knew it was mom's side because they told me we're on mom's side. And that's why I validated, you validated that. I said, Mm this is mom's side. I thought it was her mom and dad. But you said it is her mu- her father and her grandmother, technically, yep. because it's your great-grandmother, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, gosh, I get so scared because I'm like, oh, man, what if I'm wrong? But I'm never wrong. Yeah. It's just we <laughs> have to figure out the pieces. But I get just as nervous. But I don't know. It's like adrenaline. It's this it's adrenaline rush. Yeah. But like I'm my my fingers are freezing and I know they're here because the woman, the first, the woman that I see, is she heavy set? Is she a little heavy set? Do you know yeah. and how me is, is at the time they were happiest. So yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. This may not be the same woman that I'm seeing, but the woman that I see right now is hugging me and she's a little bit maybe not heavy set, but she's not she's a bigger woman. Like she's yeah. definitely taller than me. Um this woman has got longer kind of gray hair. Um, it looks kind of curly, and she's wearing, like, specifically, like, one of those house dresses, like a mumu Do you know who this is? Yeah. You do? Yes, Yeah,
0: yeah that's, my, that's my great-grandmother.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. She said she's stepping through. She's loud, big personality. You remind me a lot of her, actually. Does mm-hmm. anybody ever tell you that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's her personality. She's exactly like that. Yeah. Um, but she's so loving and kind, and she's that's why I was like, she's... The way I felt her, and this is crazy, and I, I'm going to say it because she's laughing. But I, I asked if she's heavy because I could feel her the, her chest on me, and they, she felt she felt bigger to yes. me. So how her body was. So um, she loves you so much, and uh, oh, I love her. She's so cute. Um, who, do you recognize and do you, uh, I wrote some things down. What's the significance of the color purple, not the movie, but the actual color, I believe, or maybe um, it's the, movie. I don't know.
0: I mean, it's one of my favorite colors.
1: Is it? Okay. Yeah. okay that's yeah. what I, they know that because this is what they show me. I wrote down, I said, this is, this is very bizarre. Um, because I was looking for a piece of paper and they said, no, write it on the napkin. This is the napkin. And I had a purple, sharpie sitting on my desk that i don't know where this came from so oh i mean gosh. i wrote this with a black sharpie that's right here and i wrote this in the kitchen <laughs> so they gave me some notes so we're going to go through and again what what is i'm going to sh- who is do you know a barbara is there a barbara do you know a barbara i do know oh. barbara yeah okay so Grandma's bringing people through, so I—that's th- why I'm saying I don't know if these are their names or if they're going to tell me. But they're going to start connecting things because you're also, I believe, you might be a relay, so you're going to be somebody uh, that have to pass it, pass a message along to somebody else. Because Grandma wants to help everybody. She's she's like, man, yeah. she's the queen of the castle over here.
0: Um, mm-hmm. She's
1: like, come with me. She's saying, come with. She's telling me to come with her because she wants to introduce me to everybody that she's got in this holding, like a, a like I, I call it the green room. It's like a spirit <laughs> green room. Yeah. And I'm shaking right now. My God, she's so excited.
0: Um, she does this all the time, mind you. I've gotten other readings, and she's always the one that brings through. Every, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that that's just her personality, though. Yeah. She loved everybody. Like, her thing is she's like, I love when I when everybody came together and we ate, and it was like this big group of people. She's like, we would all just be together. It was like she wanted to be surrounded by everybody because her thing is she would stand back, and she tells me, I see everybody, and if everybody's happy, that makes me happy. That like warms her heart. That's like a big deal.
0: Yeah.
1: Did we say who's Sam? Did we say Sam? Do you know a Sam? Because these are names that I wrote down. Pass off your head. I don't know if they're here or if they're not. So I'm people here, but if you know off the top of your head, then say it. If not, you'll have this on. We'll have this to go back and reference later because it may not have happened yet. A lot of this happens in the future. And like I said, I can see what's already happened, but Earth Time hasn't caught up with it yet. That sounds yeah. so cool when I say that out loud. <laughs> I sound like I need to be committed.
0: <laughs> no, I totally get it. I totally get it. And I know, you know, sometimes when you speak about like going and getting a reading like this to somebody like telling spirit and giving spirit permission for those people to come through. So I just said to my girlfriends this morning, so I, I guarantee if I say it to somebody, it'll probably resonate with it's them. It
1: makes sense. Yeah. I promise it always does. Yeah. Um, maybe the Sam is a Samantha. Do you know a Samantha? You would, you would equate the two, right? Because when you said that for some reason, I saw sex in the city and I was like, Samantha. So I don't know what sex in the city has to do with anything, but I'm going to write it down. Uh,
0: sex in the city. I mean, I was just in this, I was just in New York City yesterday.
1: Were <laughs> Over you? the weekend, yeah. <laughs> did you tell me that? We didn't talk about that. No. Okay, no. okay, this is her acknowledging, okay, this is, this is grandma acknowledging I was with you. Did you shop? Did you go shopping, your typical shopping? Um. Did I go shopping? She's talking about the bag. She said something about the bag. I don't know if it's a plastic bag or like a, sh- like a grocery bag or something that you had stuff in. I'm going to write that down too. Something about the bag. The bag. Okay, we're going to move on. She's talking okay. about the tooth. Earlier, she kept talking about the tooth. What's Whose tooth? Did somebody have an issue with a tooth recently? Or did she have an issue with the tooth? She's like, the tooth, the tooth. So maybe, again, this is her, some, somebody's, the, one of your girlfriends. So just, I'm going okay. to send you a picture of this napkin too. Um, And then another thing that I kept hearing was this name, like Pokey, and I don't know if it's like Pokemon or if it's Pokey like tuna, like Pokey, or Pokey is a name of an animal or something. I don't know.
0: So, Pokemon, uh, my son, he, um, where this morning for school, he always switches his sweaters, but this morning for school, he wore the Pikachu, yellow Pikachu from Pokemon, that hoodie to school. The hoodie morning. with the ears on it. Yep.
1: So did my yeah. daughter. That's <laughs> why. Pokey. And I was like, it's got to be Poke- Pokemon, maybe. Oh my god. Yeah. So again, this is this is her. This is her in real time, confirming I am still here. I am not gone. I am very much alive. And I I just like watched your child walk out the door. Yeah he was with your son. Oh, like I love that. He's he's got a gift. Just wait. She says I talked to him. She goes I've known him before he was even a thought. So she she talks about your husband. Did she get to meet your husband or was she, did she pass away when you were little? She passed away the year
0: I got married. Okay. And she did not meet my husband cuz she was she had dementia, so okay.
1: yeah. He's acknowledging that she the reason she brought up your husband and the fact that the timing is so perfect, she said, I did meet your husband. Mm -hmm. I knew exactly who he was and he was lovely. Oh. So she's very she she's like thumbs up. So this is her just acknowledging that, you know, even though she couldn't communicate in a this way that we are, she was already kind of able to talk to those on the other side and having visitations and that's why she would go in and out of like sometimes would she just kind of be in like a zone like staring like just catatonic Mm -hmm. yeah she tells me that and she said that's when I was visiting they were people were talking to her so she couldn't Mm -hmm. articulate that or communicate that to you or to anybody else but she also wants you to know that she wasn't afraid she wasn't afraid at all um now she's bringing through grandpa because now I'm shaking again. So this is, this is, she came through first because she's the big loud boisterous personality. She, yeah. Is that her, is this her son?
0: So no, but yes. It, it he, So my grandfather lost uh, both of his parents very young. He was like 17. So she essentially always said to him, you know you always have a home here even before my grandmother and grandfather got married oh um my okay yeah so she he was like he was like a child to her yeah
1: okay because it's it, that it, that's why i whenever you said it was your great grandmother it threw me off because i was like no this i thought it was his mom so i mean but it makes sense if she thought that was she felt that was a son and he felt that she was a very nurturing motherly figure to him too so it was mm-hmm. It was a very. I, I get it. It makes it makes sense now that you explain it. Yeah. Wow, that's so crazy. So the reason they came they came through together is that tells me that if she came through first, I'm trying to think. Okay, I'm trying to see what she's telling me. Usually, there's like a sequence, and it's, sometimes I get it backwards. So I'm trying to listen to how she's explaining to me. So if she came through first and then she reaches back to him. Did he transition before she did?
0: No. She was after. She, yeah, she transitioned
1: first. Okay, okay. Because usually if the the first person that comes through, they either come through first, meaning that they, they transition first and the person they bring through is who they who met them when they transitioned, or it's vice versa. But it's those two people met each other. So that means yeah. whenever he transitioned, she was the first person there waiting with him. Yeah. So that would make sense why they would come through together. Um who's Michael? Michael. I'm writing it down. Cause she just said Michael. Ask about Michael.
0: Oh. That's my one of my cousins.
1: Is it on your a mo- cousin on your mom's side? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah.
0: They had just went through something a little tragic.
1: Okay, cuz that's what they're talking about. Hang on. Yeah. Can I say what I think that it is? Um, sure. Did, did it, was it a baby? Had, did it have to do with the baby? Yeah. Yeah, because she's holding a baby. Oh. Did they they lost a baby?
0: Someone can, in his family, yeah. So, he's my mom's cousin, so he has his own family and children. Uh, one of his children lost their baby.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, this is them, con- this is, they're confirming that they have the baby. And yeah, the baby is nice. okay. Like, they were right there. So, I mean, it, again, it's... um so crazy i never know what they're going to come through with i never know it's just it's whatever they feel is pertinent that you need to know right now and it's it's always significant it it is always relevant and i think like the 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 message here too hang on we got grandpa coming through again he like stepped back he's very he lets her do all the talking it's so funny he would yeah 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 wow (laughs) What's the, did he drive a, he's talking about the truck, but it looks like a tractor or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? A trailer? Yeah. So he, he, this is funny because this is
0: like one of the things I remember from being a child. He worked. He, he 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 worked in a factory right down the street from where we lived, and he would come home for lunch sometimes on that little like forklift tractor looking oh, thing. Oh my gosh! And yeah, and that's like one of the things I always remember. Like being a little oh, girl, and
1: he would pop in and be like, "Oh, we came home for lunch." Yeah, that's see. This is what I'm saying. He's laughing. He's laughing. This is exactly like he. I, I specifically in the kitchen. I said, "You guys," I said, "Please give me information that." That Amanda will be able to validate with beyond, uh, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like, this is empirical proof. Even though we don't have any scientific empirical proof that any of this is real on yeah. paper, like, how would I know this? It's a tractor or a trailer. That's what I said. Yeah. He because you, he knew that you would understand that. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Now it does. Right. But he would know that that's that's a loving memory that he has always carried with him. That was of those moments to feel what to, to feel like what you felt, what what he felt was, mm-hmm. it was he knew how much he was loved. Yeah. You know, he knew it's like that was like that's the best feeling. That's like when you come home and your kids are so excited or when your mm-hmm. dog boing, 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 like up and down because they're just so excited to see you. Yeah. But yeah, they're they are happy and they are alive and they are well and we don't die. Absolutely. We do not die. If anything, like we just wake up. Yeah. and we realize that man i i think when people get to a point the people that i think we all have a gift i think we all we all have a gift it's just how open we are to receive messages or to just be open minded in general and i think once you get to the point where you're like man i mean i anything is possible because mm-hmm. i i can't imagine not getting what I want because I always I always manifest what I want and it always comes. Maybe not in the timing I want, but it always comes in perfect timing. The time yeah. timing is never never wrong. Maybe you know we we just again this is us like we have to exercise patience. Absolutely. Realize it. Okay, it's like okay, I know, I know, I got to do some more service work. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know. But, yep. Yep. And it's this is the life we live, and yeah. we just. I think when you get to this point you just gotta say, Okay, let's go. Yep. I'm speechless. <laughs> I really am.
0: It's so funny because I was like, if anybody's gonna come through for me, it's gonna be those two people because they're the two that I'm the closest to that I have lost. Um and just like you said, you know, my grandmother, she was she was the first to transition and my grandfather just recently, a few years ago. So um I just, and I knew that they would be together, and, you know, I knew that she was there to welcome him, you know, um, because she was always that motherly, you know, energy to all of us, and dementia got the best of her towards the end of their years, and that's the thing too, Mm -hmm. is that I've experienced a different relationship with her since she's been passed. You know, I used to pray to her for, 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 almost everything to the point where someone had said to me, you know, she says to stop praying to her. She appreciates the love. She's
1: not God. She's like, I'm not God.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, because, you know, I knew how powerful she was and, you know, that if I needed something that she would be there. And she's been there so much for me, even though, like I said, you know, a majority of my life knowing her on earth, she had dementia. So I really didn't get to know her and her personality um, because dementia took that from her, but you know i I've gotten to know who she is, her love, you know, once she's crossed over, and everything that she's been there for me through and continues to be there for me and now, you know, my grandfather and learning that different relationship, you know of of love and connection, even though they're not physically here, and it's hard because you know we're still human, we still miss that physical aspect. Having someone like you to provide that for people to just reassure them and and give them that dose of, you know, realness that we really don't just disappear. We are somewhere waiting and we're living our best life, to be quite honest,
1: <laughs> you know? Um, you know, I'm just a messenger. I like I, people, like I don't, I'm just as, I'm so humbled by this. Like I don't, I don't have words either because... Shannon left the building, man. She's got to, she'll be back on earth eventually. But, you know, during this moment, it's like, I'm strictly here to serve, to serve my purpose. And I, I just, I just go with the flow. And this was what was very important for them to come across and get to you and just to let you know how much they love you and how proud of you they are and how you're just such an incredible mother and a wife and that you're on this journey and you're about to change the world. So you just got to keep going.
0: You just got to do
1: you, boo. Yes. Yes, that's it.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on today. This was honestly so amazing, Um, so powerful. For anybody listening, I hope, you know, take something, take it, lock it, put it in your pocket, um, use it for what you need. And um, remember, no matter what you're doing in life, stay inspired. So we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.